Hi folks, I do not appear to have any content warnings this week. Uh, well, we do talk about ADHD, but when don't we? It's um, true. It's true. We also will mention at this point in time that we have animals, some of whom are jerks, some of whom are loud, some of whom are asleep in their coops like good little chicky twos. Oh my god. I'm sorry, I don't know where that came from. I do. A deep well within your soul that loves your chickens. Okay. First of all, shut up. <laughs> um, let's see, what was next after that? Um, profanity. Oh, yes, profanity. We swear. Uh, I cannot promise we won't swear at the cats because they sometimes deserve it. It's true. And so, yeah, we will drop F-bombs if we're excited, if the cats are in our faces, and so on and so forth. So, hi folks, welcome to Productivity Alchemy episode 231. It is being released on December 23rd. We have just come back from Worldcon 2021. Yes! Um, a triumphant Worldcon 2021. For us, certainly. For well, for you, anyway. Yeah. Well, um, you're you're you're. I mean, I as a, you looked at me and said, you know, I'm fucking a Hugo winner. So there's so, your profanity already, yes, folks. Yes. So, you know, um, I feel everyone and came out well. and a lodestar winner now. Yes. You you finally uh, third time was apparently the charm. Yes. And so. Uh, I will say it again, even though I probably said it about eight bajillion times the night of and on Twitter and all the places. Congratulations, love. Aww. You, uh, you worked hard. You deserve it. And, uh, oh yeah, your, uh, <laughs> uh, KB Spangler, your editor was like, oh crap, a book I edited just won the Lodestar Award. <laughs> yes, so... <laughs> yes, uh, KB Spangler, who I should have thanked, but, uh, Honestly, okay, so my first speech was just entirely about slime molds yes. and how fascinating they are, and I did not expect to win two awards. Like, I, let's be honest, I mean, it's not like I expected to win, but I had the one good speech, and then I won both of them, and I never thought I would win Short Story, because where I've also been nominated three times, and... uh so I just went up and was like, here's some more slime mold facts, because I had all the ones I had had to cut for time out of the first speech. And uh, then I tried to think of people to thank and forgot both my editor and the publishers of the magazine. But uh, I thanked my mom. I don't think they cared. They were, t I, I, they were too busy laughing about, frankly, how awesome slime molds are and how excited you were. I, I, am, I do get very excited about slime yes. molds. Yes, I do not know where there's video of this speech. I, I, I am will link it. Keeping an eye out. Oh, did you find it? Uh, it was uh, sent to me on one of the Dorsai Irregular lists. Oh, good, good. With, yeah, because people have been here's, asking. Here's exactly where the speech starts <laughs> in the video. Oh, good. So, yeah. Um, it, was, it was exciting. It was thrilling. We had a great time. I actually had a conversation afterwards um, out in the smoking area with uh, one of vaping the... Vaping area in your case. Vaping area in my case, yes. With uh, one of the tech staff who I am hoping to have on the show because we had a fascinating conversation about technical difficulties, about um, 
your speech because apparently slime mold became sort of a buzzword both with people on stage and behind the scenes. Well, yes, so, and on Twitter and the the newsletter mm -hmm. that uh, there's there's a con newsletter that goes out every day, and the one for the next day was slime mold wins two Hugo wins big two yes. Hugo awards for slime mold. And, uh, well, two which, awards for slime mold because one is not a Hugo. Uh, yes, but it said it, it, the the newsletter said the slime mold won two Hugos. So, so all right. Yes, I I was amused anyway. Yeah. But it was funny in how I was saying to this person after hearing some of the things he had done. Um, I how, how I wanted to have him on the show and what the show was about. And then we had a, a talk about productivity, failure, and successes. Awesome. So uh, I'm really excited. I'll be getting in touch with him um, soonish. Since we've only been home, like, what are we at? Like, a day and a half now? Yeah, this days? is like the yeah. second day. Yeah. Um, and uh, we're, we're still both kind of at the, uh, the we, we have burned some some energy reserves because oh, yeah. we spent a lot of time walking around D.C. Hound, I love you, but please don't climb in my lap. And so <laughs> we did the zoo and the Natural History Museum, which I loved, mm -hmm. and uh, which were awesome, but... Man, DC is a walkable city, but also, goddamn, do your feet hurt afterwards? Oh yeah. And part of it is because you know I don't usually walk miles and miles every day, but also, ow! I don't know if the ground is just hard there or what it is. Other people said yes. DC is particularly hard on your feet for some reason. Yeah. New York also brutal, but that was because of the time I tried to do the uh, the Natural History Museum and the Metropolitan Museum of Art in one day, and yes, my feet were bloody afterwards. And, and we mistake. we crossed. We literally walked across Central Park since they're opposite each other on the park. Yes. Um, so, which was it, a lovely walk. It was a lovely walk, but yes, uh, my blisters became uh, uh, epic afterwards. Yeah. So, uh, we, tr we try not to do that yes. anymore. But yes, it was good. Yeah. It was good, yeah. and and I even got some work done today on a project I was supposed to be working on. No less. Oh wow! All right. Yeah, and I'm continuing to fool with the graphic novel that is totally not a graphic novel. Yeah. Um. So good. In in my case, work continues. I basically picked up yesterday exactly where i left off last week and just keep on keeping on uh sometime uh, i think it's early january we will be doing things like uh sort of a, a team mission kind of thing so that'll be exciting i'm looking forward to it um, and some design docs which will be extra exciting because i'll be i'll be designing a thing and then i'll be writing a thing which is kind of nifty uh, it's been a very long time since i've done that so, hey, good stuff. Um, yeah. We have an interview. I do, but I did want to talk about something really important before okay. we get to it. And that is, I have been hinting, and everybody knows this now, for a while. And this interview also talks about a little bit how Reagan Earl has been doing productivity alchemy customized sort of planner pages for me. Yes. Well, they're available for purchase now. On Etsy. On Etsy. All right. Yes. Uh, they are sized for the Remarkable, um, but you can probably contact Reagan and say, hey, can we, can I get this in other size? And 
hopefully... Or possibly you can't, because resizing for everybody's notebooks is a pain in the ass. Yes, it is. Yes, but, it is. Uh, 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 but uh, I know for a fact these work really well in 8.5 by 11 and on the remor at, at remarkable resolution. Okay, so yeah, 8.5 by 11, standard, yep. standard size. And you can do half page really easily with that. And anyway, um, check them out. I've been really happy with them uh, for the last what, like two months, three months I've been using them. Um, first printed out on paper and now on my Remarkable. Guys, I am so excited to have kind of uh, my own planner. It's really weird. Uh, but that's, yeah, that's that's the big, big news. So, so go over, throw Reagan some money, and yeah. uh, get yourself a, a snazzy productivity alchemy planner page. Yeah, there's, uh, there's uh, Undated. Because I love Undated, but there's also, um, we worked it out, a weekly dated for 2022 and a monthly dated for 2022. And these are the pages I'm using. So I, I am just, I am thrilled. I'm thrilled. He says, looking at his planner page. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's what I got. So, hey. Pretty cool. Yeah, now let's talk about my interview. Um, I had a chance to talk to Vera Alcorn, who is a um, uh, naturopathetic, naturopathic, not pathetic, pathic um, physician uh, that works um, pretty heavily to, with um, houseless people. Ah. Um, and uh, does a lot with uh, uh, mental health and uh, has a master's in integrated health. So this is not like a self-style thing, just saying. It was a not a I put out a shingle and call myself a naturopath. Right, thing. right. Um, had a fantastic, absolutely fantastic conversation. And I will have that for you right after this. here today with Vera and Vera has graciously uh, ah, graciously agreed to be on the show today so can you do a significantly better job introducing yourself than I just did and maybe tell us about what you do <laughs> you said you had a whole bunch of credentials too so I'm, I'm waiting for the alphabet soup yeah <laughs> so I'm Vera Alcorn um, I am a naturopathic physician um, I work in Portland, Oregon, focusing on mental health and most specifically on neurodivergent people like ADHD and autism. Mm -hmm. um, so my credentials are naturopathic physician, but I have an additional master's degree in integrative mental health. So mm -hmm. I get a little bit of alphabet soup after my name on the sign outside of my clinic. Right. Um, I both specialize in the neurodivergent patient population and I also mm -hmm. was diagnosed with ADHD as an adult and was drawn into this podcast because I'm always looking for new ways of productivity. Right <laughs> <And> on. 
I have thoughts about that. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, then why don't we uh, why don't we dive right into those thoughts yeah. with the um, how do you keep yourself organized? So I made a little list, um, and that's kind of my first thing is I make little lists. <laughs> um, <laughs> the list thing is a thing I've done my whole life, and figuring out where the list goes has been an important thing. Um, the biggest thing I have learned about how ADHD brains work is that you cannot stick with the system. It's not going to work. You're going to get bored and wander off. Right. So I change systems periodically, and I don't have like a set schedule around that. I just sort of do it when I realize I'm bored with a thing. Um, what I'm doing right now is a hybrid of piece of paper <laughs> with check boxes, um, Google okay. Keep, and an app called TickTick. Um, for those were all my little lists go. I used to do post-it notes, but I started losing the post-it notes. So less of the post-it notes now. Yeah. Um, and I've, I, I, like, they'll fall off and then you can't find them and the cat runs off with them. I, I yep. understand completely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I occasionally still find post-it notes at like the bottom of my purse or something from two years ago. And I go, whoops. Um, <laughs> I also use lots of little bags. Um mm-hmm. Each set of things that I carry with me when I leave the house goes in its own little bag. And so if I have to like repack to go on a trip or something, I know which bags I can grab to be like, this is my tiny toothbrush kit and this is where all the band-aids live and I don't need to bring everything. Mm -hmm. Um, I use a lot of software and reminders to keep myself on top of stuff. I have three different Google calendars, all of which remind me at different times. And I've got wrist devices. I've got an uh, Android watch and then a Fitbit knockoff that are my yeah. reminder buzzers. Um, now, now, interesting question. Interesting question. Uh-huh. Um, you say you have three Google calendars. Are they <laughs> three calendars for different things? Or are yes. they all for... Okay. I just had to ask the way you were saying that the different <laughs> alarms. I'm like, maybe let's step back. Let's see, you know, so. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. so I, I've got my personal Google calendar where all of the stuff I do mm-hmm. generally is. And that's the one right. that I share with my spouse. Um, so he can see where I'll right. be, but he doesn't know the he doesn't need to know the details of my day-to-day work at work. So I have. Right. Right. Yeah. I have a separate calendar that, um, is mirrored in a HIPAA compliant way to tell me how many patients I have per day and what type of appointment. So before right. I leave the house, before I log into my um, electronic health record, I can look at my calendar and see, oh, I'm seeing two people today. Oh, I'm seeing seven people right. today at these times. Right. Um, and then my wrist buzz is 10 minutes before each appointment. So I don't miss them, which mm-hmm. has not yet happened on telehealth, but I keep worrying it will. Right, 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 right. Um, and the... then the third Google Calendar, yeah. <laughs> so that is an artifact of of how weird last year was. Oh uh, yeah, um, yeah. I was um almost done with my first year of residency when the pandemic started. Mm-hmm. I was not sure if my clinic was going to offer me a contract for a second year, so I started like gotcha. building out a professional profile for like what if I have to start a new clinic and so I mm-hmm, set mm-hmm. up a professional email address which is what I emailed you through um, and that's where my connections with professional organizations that are not my actual clinic go through gotcha 
Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so it keeps the clutter out of my work box a little bit. Like I don't have as many mm -hmm. newsletters going into my work inbox. Um, right. right. Yeah. Um, and then I have to like mirror the calendars to each other in various ways. So like my spouse will know if I'm going to be in a meeting at a time when I wouldn't otherwise mm -hmm. be at work or something like that. Right. Right. Um, Speaking can I ask of, what you're using yeah. to mirror? Oh, it's um, just what are you like using to do the mirror. Nothing fancy. Um, I could probably mm -hmm. come up with a, a more automated way of doing it, but I will invite one of my other calendars as a guest for some visits, depending uh, on the yeah. context. Um, I can see all three of them on my phone, but there's no point mm -hmm. in mirroring my work calendar to other places. Right, so if it's a right, thing right. that like my spouse needs to know I won't be available at a time, then I invite that calendar. <laughs> yeah. Um... I actually have a new tool that uh -huh. I've been using called Clockwise. Huh? Um, and what Clockwise down. does, yeah, um, is you point it at like your work calendar or your personal calendar, whichever calendar you want it to. And the first thing it does is it'll analyze things and find where you would have blocks of focus time. So you can tell it how much focus time you want a week. And then it, it will pre-block those out. But the other really cool thing is if you point it like your work calendar at your personal calendar, like clockwise is running on your work calendar, and that's where it's figuring things out, but it will just put busy blocks on the other calendar. Mm -hmm. So like I have my work calendar updating my personal calendar with busy blocks for where all my work meetings are, um, or because I don't necessarily need to have all of my personal appointments and my work stuff. Um, mm -hmm. And that's been, that's actually started to be a little more helpful as I can look at one calendar and see, well, here's this. And then there's, you know, like a big block of focus time kind of uh -huh. thing. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. I had, I have thought of using things like that in the past, but like mm -hmm. to some degree, my, my work schedule is set by my front desk who schedules my patients. Right, right. Um, so like, I don't necessarily get to pick when my free times are. <laughs> um, uh, well, yeah, but I mean, that's the, that's the thing is it will, it does analysis. Like, yeah. so if it looks at your weeks, week ahead and it sees that you have no appointments on you, like Monday afternoon, you have no appointments. It'll put in a block of focus time there for you. So mm. you've got it. Mm. Um, it's helpful for me in it yeah. or in the techno field, because I can be like, Oh, thank goodness. I'm going to have, five hours on Thursday to just work on a thing and not have to worry about meetings or interruptions or, or anything like that. Yeah. 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 That's the thing that I do in my brain right now. And it, there are some ways where it would be nice to have software to do that for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, three calendars and yeah. then we're going to yeah next thing <laughs> totally i use um like just absolute crap tons of filters and in, in gmail to mm -hmm. try to prevent my inbox from being oh, full yeah. of nonsense um i have not yet had the wherewithal to try the the tool that you use for gmail um oh, oh with the, the downloading yeah. the filters and re-editing and then uploading them again uh that is uh, if you are not used to working with like JSON files and raw data at that level, that may be a little a, a little advanced because it's 
it's a much more technical tool, but man, let me tell you something. It's really nice to be able to say copy address, paste in, upload, done. Um, yeah. you know, I'm, and, I am rusty on that, those skills, which is one of the reasons I have not looked at it yet, oh, yeah, but yeah. It would, the yeah. idea of being able to batch edit is really nice to me. Cause I have like 50 or something filters and some of them are duplicates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was, yeah. that was the first thing I had to do was sit down and just like, dedupe all of my filters mm. you know yeah someday when so. i've got lots of extra time mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go through that again i've not filtered my work inbox as much mm-hmm. um but there's a couple automated things that our um our ehr does that i don't necessarily need to see it every time a patient buys mm-hmm. a, su- a supplement from our web store so i'll like right, filter right. them all out and look at them later Mm-hmm. Um, my little lists thing is really specific for work. Right. Um, I had been, uh, where do I start this? My mentor, the former owner of my clinic, um, mm-hmm. used to do the little post-it thing and she would put one post-it on her computer. And if she had like too many tasks, it would be two post-its right next to each other. And so I tried mm. to do that for a while because that was how she was tracking all of her tasks. But my handwriting is not that small. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I would like, I'd be carrying around like 10 post-its and that was silly. So I do the book thing now and I sort of developed hold on, this. Hold on, hold on, hold that oh. notebook back up. Yep. All right. I see a uh, six ring. Is that a... It is a file of I'm facts. It's a file of facts, but it's not quite. It's uh, it looks bigger than an A5, but oh, okay. Um, so is that an A4 or is it the I, A5? I think it's the A5. Um, mm-hmm. and I've just messed with it a little. And it's the soft sided. Uh, it's one of the new soft sided ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget what yeah. it's called. I have I have at least one here somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I am. I'm cruel to my notebooks. Like they get thrown around and tossed into bags and sat on and chewed on by cats. So yeah, right. it's the clip book. That's what they call it. Yes, that's what it is. Um, yes. Yeah, and I've been experimenting with like printing out my own format because I like mm-hmm. have a way that I set it up for each day with like mm-hmm. patients on one side and then other tasks on the other. Um, but it's really easy to make it HIPAA compliant. When I don't have to yes. put in down any patient information, I could just say like, "What time was the appointment on what day?" and then I can cross-reference with the calendar if I don't remember who was who. Yeah. Um, and then I like physically give myself myself only enough space for X number of checkboxes for each visit, so I don't overload mm. myself with extra tasks with patients. Right. Like it's really easy to say yes to like, yes, I'll write this referral. Yes, I'll prescribe this thing for you, and have it be like ten things for each visit. And that is overwhelming. So if I give myself yeah. physical space to reduce that, that helps. Okay. So one of the things I've been using lately, because <laughs> we have to show off, right? Yes. Uh, yep. It's time to show off notebooks and pens. Right. Yep. So here's my, this is my eight and a half by 11. It's a, huh? a ring bound. It started as a, as a tool. Everybody say it together now, tool. Um, but um, I've been working with former guest Reagan Earl to create um, something that works for me. And she created, I want you to look at this, Ooh. and hopefully they will, I, I can convince Reagan that we're ready to make this available to people. This is a Productivity Alchemy Weekly Planner page. 
Oh, that's but cool. But it only has yeah, but it only has slots for one, two, three, four, five, six things on weekdays, and then six on your mm-hmm. weekend. But it's got a, a, a little habit tracker here, and it's got just weekly tasks, and of course the top three for the week. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm experimenting with digital versions now on tablets. Like, get the right size That's so fine. that instead of having to print it out and use up all this paper, we can, I can use it with, you know, like, uh, good notes or I have a remarkable two and it's really, really mm-hmm. nice. And that's what I really want it for. But it's, yeah, anyway. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, one of the things I've learned is that formats like that that are pre-made often only have the six-ish slots because that seems to be right. somewhat standard. And I need to have seven or eight based on the way my schedules right. work. Yeah, um, yeah. But depending on the format, I might be able to, like, add the extra one at the bottom. But, like, having physical space help represent mm-hmm. the time keeps my brain from, like, losing too much time blindness and yeah. uh, over-promising. <laughs> and that's that's one um, of the reasons I think I, I can't do well. I mean, aside from the fact that my days are so now, like, two jobs ago, my day was basically, you know, uh, I could do, like, technical work until about noon Eastern, and then the West Coast would come online, and everybody would want meetings kind yep. of thing. Um, and so it became, you know, like having those hourly blocks to look at and hope oh, we were, that company was an exchange and it just made me want to bang my head into the wall. So I, yeah. at that point, like a daily page is really good because then I can put in the blocks and, and have a much yeah. more visual for my current job where we're international. So some weeks the team meeting happens at 2 a.m. for the Australian and Asia people, and I'm not going to get up for that, so why put it on my calendar for that week? Kind yep. of thing. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I've experimented with other formats for doing my thing, mm-hmm. and I've tried the, like, one week on one page, and that ends up being yeah. overwhelming for my brain. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where the, like, ADHD try a bunch of things thing comes in. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, if yeah, a system yeah. isn't working, try a different thing. Um, I used mm-hmm. to do this, uh, I, I set up my pages kind of like this for school for a while, and I would use washi tape okay. and sparkly stickers to keep myself actually looking at the agenda every week. Yeah. Um, yeah. It doesn't lend itself quite as well to, to patient care the way it did for like a 12-week term in school where I could like set the whole thing up for the 12 weeks in advance. Right. But, you know, um, that doesn't mean you can't get some professional washi tape. Right. Oh yeah, my um, my boss my boss gifted mm-hmm. me with fancy colored pens and washi tape and stickers for my birthday, oh, the, wow, my first year yeah. of residency. So he's like, "Oh, I know what you're going to do with this." Um, and this is the one time I really used it in this particular notebook as a there habit tracker. Go. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I will do habit trackers periodically, but I don't have one running right now. I think I'm doing habit tracking through TickTick right now. Yeah. But. I am a big fan of paper habit trackers. They're like, I don't know, physical manifestations nice, of the thing that I'm doing. You get that little, like, checking a box on a digital thing is is one thing. But, you know, filling in that little square, checking it off on, on the, even on the digital planner, just making that mark is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it feels good. <laughs> Yes. Um, let me check my little list and see if I said all of the things yes. that I wanted to make sure I said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Meanwhile. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
there is a thing that I learned from a woman on TikTok. Um, mm-hmm. She, I think her name is Casey Davis. She goes by Domestic Blister, Domestic Blisters or Struggle Care. Um, and she has Hold this on, concept I'm of closing tasks. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Domestic blisters. Yeah. And or what was the other one? Struggle care. Struggle care. I like that. Yeah, she wrote a book called How to Keep House While Drowning, um, which is directed at depressed people who can't keep their space clean to sort of I hear you. Yeah. Destigmatize that. Um, but she talks about closing tasks at the end of the day. Um mm-hmm. as like what are the like two or three things that you want to make sure you're doing every day before you go to bed so your next morning starts out okay. Um and so for a while, I may, I put my closing tasks in an app to remind me, oh, you want to clean up the cat right. food, you want to set out your lunch for tomorrow, and you want to mm-hmm. put water in the CPAP tank. Um, and yes. then I did it enough times with the the task manager that it just like started doing without needing the checklist anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but having closing tasks at the end of my day makes my next day so much easier. Yeah. yeah. That counts as a system, I guess. <laughs> No, it absolutely does. It absolutely does. Um, so what, and this is sort of an extension or combination of questions two and three, because we've talked about what you're doing now and mm-hmm. like how you, you actually use those to build a habit or multiple habits. Um, so uh, more importantly, I guess, uh, what systems did you use to use that don't work for you anymore? Yeah. So. I did a system at the beginning of 2020 that lasted like six or seven weeks where I did a a physical habit tracker, like a sticker chart. Um, And I gave myself the rule of if I had X number of checkboxes in one category and X number of checkboxes in another category, I was allowed to buy myself another book. Um, (laughs) And I made a little list of books that I wanted to buy. Um, right. And I got like halfway through February and then this weird virus was going around in China and I dropped everything to reach research it. Right. right, so, right, right. Oh, <laughs> that fell apart for like that one reason. Um, I haven't tried doing that again because I, it was successful, but my needs changed significantly once we pivoted to telehealth and like practicing right. medicine and practicing mental health medicine in a pandemic is really a thing um, oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i think uh, <laughs> one thing i've noticed in talking to people over the last year and a half now is how significantly like there is almost a high water mark where you can uh, high water is the wrong term because we're not i don't think we're at that yet but there's there's definitely a mark where you can go everything worked right up to this point and then all hell broke loose, right? Yeah. Unless you're yep. like a hermit like me who, you know, uh, having to stay home wasn't like so much a chore as a, as a, I, what do you mean? I was supposed to be leaving the house all this time, right? Yeah. Kind of thing. Um, yeah. You know, so, but it, it's, it is interesting to see how, there, there is just this line where here's where everything is working for everybody, and then here's where everything changed. 
Yeah. And you would be right on the harbinger of that because uh, obviously being in a field where, you know, keeping track of here is a weird virus happening and what is the impact going to be not only on, on overall health, but also mental health. And now, uh, you know, how does that impact? And we don't have to get into this part, but like now I'm sure yeah. you're having to deal with long, with long COVID and the impacts that like that's probably also changing how you work as well as how other people work. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. The, um, I didn't fully answer your previous question, so I want to answer that and then come yeah, back yeah, to let's, this. Let's topic. go back to that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, the, so some of the tools that I've tried to use to do habit building, um, I used an app called right. Tusk for a little while, um, which I actually spent money on. Um, and I like it okay, but it didn't do all mm -hmm. the things I needed it to. Um, I right. have used Habitica in the past, so I tried it again last mm -hmm. year, and it didn't work for me in the same way that it didn't work before. Um, I actually mm -hmm. recommend Habitica to patients fairly regularly because it's so yeah. fun and like lighthearted. Um, oh, yeah. But like, it wasn't the thing I needed to to get some habits going. Um, I've done other habit trackers like physically on paper, like I showed you. Mm -hmm. Um. Tick Tick, the to-do app that I currently use, rolled mm -hmm. out a habit tracking system a couple months right. ago, and that's been oh, pretty okay. useful to me right now. Um, nice. Yeah. The thing that has been most successful <laughs> was a mindset change. Like, I stopped oh, thinking yeah. of habits as like, oh, I should do this thing, and more like, oh, I want to feel X, Y, Z. And I know that I will if I do A, B, C on a more regular basis. How do I rearrange my schedule so that I can? Like I rearranged what I was doing on Tuesday mornings so that I could sleep in mm -hmm. and exercise and cook for the week um, right. before, before I saw my patients for the day. And that oh, like... <laughs> yeah, no, totally. There's no app that can like you change your mind about a thing. Like I, I just like right, 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 hit right. some point in my own brain. Yeah, and uh, and that that realization or or that I'm going to use the M word now. That motivation <laughs> comes yes. from you know will will come from different can come from different sources. Like, yeah. but it it always comes from inside. But how you interpret it is going to be very different. Um, I, I think I saw a talk somewhere that was just titled, like, You Cannot Motivate People. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, yeah. I, I'll have to dig it up, because it was one, I think it was one I didn't get to see. Like, Yeah, I'm curious, because <laughs> I, I, yeah. I've, I've run across um, this idea from a couple ADHD researchers that, like, mm -hmm. Motivation isn't necessarily the thing we should be aiming for. You don't necessarily need right. motivation to do the thing. You can still do this thing without motivation. Um, and mm -hmm. like waiting for motivation to kick in is never going to work. Um, so coming up with other ways to do the thing. Um, for yeah. instance, one of the things that has been successful for me in the past, which is a little bit less relevant right now, when I was living mm -hmm. alone and very depressed like 10 years ago, um, I would realized that I hadn't like cleaned the sink or done the laundry for however long. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I was feeling horrible about myself and I would go, Oh, you know what? I feel horrible. So I might as well do a thing I hate doing because I already mm -hmm. feel horrible. 
And then I would have a clean right. sink or I would have my laundry done or I would have like a vacuumed floor and I would usually feel better afterwards. <laughs> yeah. um, and that is less relevant in my current world because my spouse does a mm-hmm. lot of the housework. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's a place where like having motivation to do the thing is kind of irrelevant. Yeah. And I, I got to say there, and then there's that dopamine hit because those are tangible tasks that have a, definitive start and finish and so you can look at it and go i'm done and actually feel good about yep. that. yep yeah yeah for a while i kept a photo of my clean sink next to my sink so i knew what i was aiming for <laughs> <laughs> um that can actually be really helpful for adhd brains to have mm-hmm. like an idea of what the finished product should look like um is that why i i seem to know a lot of adhd people who like puzzles Yes. Is that why? Because you've got, yeah, okay. That's part of it. And like, it's a way that you can organize a thing in a, a structured way and have a finished mm-hmm. product without having to deal with the chaos of the world. Yeah, no, I hear you on that one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, any other yeah. things that are no longer working? <laughs> so many. Um, I have tried <laughs> so many different habit starting apps. Like there's mm-hmm. a whole bunch that got marketed l- last year as like learn oh, to yeah, do a thing yeah. or help get your brain in order. And I tried a million of them um, partly because I want to like have things that work for me and partly because I want to know what to recommend to my patients. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And there are a lot of apps out there that have too many bells and whistles, like too yeah. much stuff. Um, and I just need like a checkbox and a, Smiley face or frowny face. That's it. <laughs> um, no, I, I it, it, because either, I mean, a lot of them, if it's free, it's probably not free. It's probably ad supported. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So there's going to be blinky things to distract you. And that's already a ADHD. No, no. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And, that's one of the reasons um, I, I pay money dollars for some of my productivity mm-hmm. apps. I want to not see the ads when I'm trying to like be reminded to buy toothpaste or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I had one that was so intrusive that uh, the ads would pop up like on my regular home screen. So I'm like, why? Uh, this is when I had an Android. Um, Cause they won't let this happen on iPhone. Uh, but I would be like, all right, I'm going to check my calendar and wait, why is Spider-Man and you know, an ad for Spider-Man oh. 3 popping up when I'm trying on my home screen. Yeah. And yeah. it was like, okay, purge, purge, get rid of it. Yep. Gotta go. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, let me look at my little list of things that don't work for me anymore. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Uh, oh, um, you sound excited about that Foggle. Yeah. So this is one foggle? that I stopped using because I stopped needing it. Um, at the very beginning of the pandemic, mm-hmm. um, we pivoted to telehealth, and I was the only one who didn't have a home office. So I was the only one who was still going oh. into the office. Mm -hmm. So I was alone in the clinic doing telehealth without having other doctors or staff around at all. I was often alone in the building. Sometimes there was one other person who was renting space there. Um, Yep. And so I started using Toggle to actually keep track of how much time I was spending on stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. So I would hit Toggle when I started a patient appointment and end it when I stopped. And then I would have like a separate Toggle thing that I did for when I was 
writing up their chart or writing their referral and another toggle yes. thing for like lunchtime and another toggle thing for meetings. Um, and that was actually really edifying. I learned a lot about my own patterns doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also like this way lies madness. I got too, uh, too nickel and dimey about my own time. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no. So it, I had to stop. It, it, yeah, no. And that's, uh, I, that is that is one of the traps. Um, my mm-hmm. big trap is forgetting to change it when I context switch. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even though I, I have a couple of the... Do I have any on my desk right now? I don't. But I have a couple of those, those um, timer widgets that you can write a thing on it, and then you... Yeah, like Timular, yeah. I think, is one of the ones. Yeah, I've got the less expensive one that you... Mm-hmm. But... Um, it's 3D printed, and I think you can download 3D printing plans to build other shapes. But that's that's neither here nor there. Um, it's just I would forget that yeah. I would I would be working on a thing, and then I'd have a, like a work interruption, and I would f- forget to flip it to okay, I'm doing X instead of Y, um, yeah, kind of thing. And yeah, then I'd be on break also... for eight hours. And... Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was also part of what made me stop using Toggle is like remembering to do it was sort of too much. Um, There was simultaneous. uh, No, I guess this wasn't simultaneous. This is a a 2021 thing um, Mm -hmm. where the insurance coding changed to no longer be exclusively medical complexity. um, And now it's. Yeah, uh, yeah. (laughs) now it's about time based coding, or at least the kind of work Mm -hmm. that I'm doing. So now right. I have to write in every chart the start and stop time in a way that it wasn't as quite mm-hmm. as required last year. Um, so like that's just become part of my flow to write down the start and stop time for every visit. And then I do like a right. ballpark of how long it takes me to do the paperwork afterwards to add it up. Um, and theoretically, I could have used toggle to do that also, but like it needs to be written in the chart too. So I might as well just write it there. Um Oh, I've lost your audio. No, it still says you're muted. Did you get cat muted? No. So my screen went fuzzy. Aha! And um, and so I had to sort of push a button over here on on my monitor switch to tell it to come back to this screen, and I had muted because oh. And then it blanked out. Okay, there it is. And then I had <laughs> muted because that way, if I'm swearing at the stuff, it's not carrying <laughs> over. Excellent. <laughs> and I'm trying to be good. It's it's late in the evening for me, and yeah. you know it's been a long day. And if I'm vaping, I, I'm trying to be good about muting when I'm doing that so that people don't hear me drawing air through this thing, which needs refilling. <laughs> so. <laughs> yes. No, that makes sense. Um. I was talking about insurance billing, which like is yeah, probably boring yeah. to everybody besides me. Um, I look. I had to. I had to go on our HR system and find our dental code because apparently the dental company forgot my wife was on our plan. So that you know earlier today. So no, it's. Ugh. I'm not bored. I'm just angry at them all the time. <laughs> oh all yeah. All the time. Yeah. Um, Medical insurance is a whole racket. Um, okay, I take that yeah. back. I was not mad at them when I found out that this year's plan covered my very expensive drug, unlike last year's plan. That's so, good. <laughs> yeah, yes. that's super yes. important. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, our um, electronic health record just recently added a feature where we can check whether drugs are covered under somebody's plan before we order them for somebody. Oh. And I like, I cannot wait for them to roll it out fully because like, <laughs> it is going to make a lot of people's lives easier. Um, mm-hmm. Other EHRs already do it, but ours is a small little startup, so there are only so so many things they can do. Going to say, I think my doctor's doctor. Uh, I've I've seen the screen over their shoulder, and I think our doctor, my doctor, is still using one that's like MS DOS based. So <laughs> you know, all text yeah. and clicky, clicky, clicky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. A lot of EHRs are very, uh, very slim. I would say not pretty and not robust. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go with with um, archaic. Uh, and <laughs> yes. <laughs> as an IT engineer, someone who's been in the field since MS DOS was the primary operating system, so, you know, text terminals were the thing. I mean, a lot of them are just based around the old mainframes and the text terminals, and they just you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Uh, you know, and then I look at my dentist's office and their new system, which is all. It's clicking, and all the records are stored and linked to the scheduling, to the patient record, to the, you know. So, like, when I'm coming in, they click on the thing, and they have access to all my x-rays and da 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 Yeah. Da, da. Yep. Yeah. So that actually reminds me mm-hmm. um, of the other productivity thing that I forgot to mention in my long list earlier. Mm-hmm. Spreadsheets. Yes. <laughs> I was just thinking, here's how I got there. Um, adding the start and stop times to patient charts, there's no way for my charts to do a calculation of how many minutes that is for me right mm-hmm. now. So I have to right. do it mentally. And the other way I do it, if at the end of the day and I cannot brain, um, is I stick the numbers in a spreadsheet. And oh yeah, spreadsheets. Right. <laughs> I oh, have yeah, no, um, no. <laughs> I have a daily spreadsheet that I keep that lists the number of patients I'm seeing um, and how many charts I've closed. And I started doing that to make it easier on my brain to make sure all my Mm -hmm. charts were closed before I left the clinic that day. Because the longer you wait after an appointment, the harder it is to actually finish paperwork and close a chart. So look, the world runs on Excel. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. So I I keep track of the patients and how many charts and how old the charts Mm -hmm. are. And then it also gives me a, a running um, four month average of how many patients per week I'm seeing, um, which is useful for my brain when I'm like, Oh, why am I so tired on Friday? Oh, it's because I've seen five more patients than I usually do. Thing like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's amazing. Uh, when you start looking at trends like that and analyzing just you, you have like some idea maybe as to what's causing you to be tired, but then you start applying real data and you find out either you were right or you were completely wrong. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I have occasionally had weeks where I've like seen half as many patients as usual and I'm like way extra tired and I don't know why. And I think it's because I've been doing way more context switching. Like Mm -hmm. if I've got not enough patients to fill my whole day out, then I spend a bunch of time on Facebook and switching back and forth between contexts right. is hard on the brain. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Yeah, days um, I have lots of meetings and I have to switch. I am more tired than days when I can sit down and focus on a thing for... Yep. Yeah. 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 Uh, cool. Very true. Um, I think that... Work. 
Yes. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've used and abandoned many different spreadsheets with different mm-hmm. calculations in them. And the one I'm currently using, I've been using for like, I think a year and a half now. Um, oh. For a while, I was doing some like mood and body status tracking in spreadsheets along with the patient tracking to see like, am I more likely to have a bad day if I'm seeing seven patients, if I'm on my period? Um, (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) The answer is usually yes. Um, But because of complicated medical things that is no longer relevant. Mm -hmm. So I'm only tracking the patient stuff. Right, 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 right. Wow. Look at all that. So we've talked about systems and we've talked about habits. We've talked about how you keep yourself organized and we've sort of touched on what a typical day looks like, but can we Mm -hmm. maybe dig into that a little bit? Yeah, totally. So, Mm -hmm. um, I have, my work days are each day is different from the next day, but I can Mm -hmm. like broadly talk about how it works. Um, my wrist buzzes in the morning, which wakes me up and doesn't Mm -hmm. wake up my spouse because he works late and I don't, um, and I will do my morning stuff, like take my meds and eat my mm-hmm. breakfast and put on my makeup and do my hair. Um, and while my breakfast is cooking, I sit down with my paper mm-hmm. notebook and write out what today looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I can do it from memory if I looked at the calendar last night, but I try to look at the calendar <laughs> to make sure like, I maybe have a staff meeting today or something yeah, like that. Yeah. And I leave enough room for each patient for the day. And if there's mm-hmm. stuff I know that I need to talk about with that patient, then I'll like add it to mm-hmm. my notebook before I see the patients. Um, then I drive to work. Right. Um, I will start a patient chart before I talk to them and mm-hmm. read the prior chart and write down all the things I want to make sure we're touching on before we right. talk. Um, and then we get on our Zoom call. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say, I want to talk about X, Y, and Z. Is there anything you want to make sure we're talking about today? And as we go through, I will delete each item or replace it with the conversation we're having about it in the chart. Right. Um, then we get to like five minutes before the end of the appointment and I'll say, hey, we're basically at time. Is there anything you want to make sure we're talking about? We'll do scheduling for the next appointment. Um and then usually I have about 20 minutes before my next to patient, unless we've like run over um, and I'll right, finish right. the chart right then before I see the next person. And then I open the next chart, do all the same things over with that patient. Um, at yep. the end of a workday, I go through my list and see if there's anything that's unchecked. Um, and I didn't talk about this earlier. I color code the boxes. So if it's a thing that has to get done today, it's red. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, if it doesn't have to get done today, it just has to get done before I close the chart, then it's blue. Um, and so I make sure that everything that's read is either checked off or dealt with in such a way that I can deal with it the next day. Right. Um, and then I close the book. It's very mm-hmm. important, that part. Close the book. Yes. <laughs> and then no, I can stop mm-hmm. thinking about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, then I go home. Um and sometimes there's other tabs in my book where like my knitting stuff is or like new mm-hmm. lists for home stuff are. So like I might reopen it for that stuff once I'm at home. Right. But as long as my husband isn't working late, which sometimes he is, um, we make a point mm-hmm. of playing video games on the couch every night between dinner and bedtime. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> that for is us, like it's 
No, I mean, every night we usually watch um, some murder mysteries. Uh, we just mm-hmm. finished an entire run of Columbo, and we've started on nice. Murder, She Wrote. Nice. Um, yeah, um, before that, it was Midsummer Murders, or, like, we have watched uh, tons and tons of cozy mysteries uh, from the UK, and, you know, just that whole mm. thing, yeah. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. super up my alley, but my husband isn't always into that yeah. stuff. Right now, we're we're cycling between Brooklyn Nine Nine, Community, and Lower Decks, depending on what oh, we're feeling like per is night. So good, yeah. I mm-hmm. missed out on it when it first came out. Like it really did not land for me. And watching it this time, I'm like, I'm mad at myself ten years ago for not actually watching it. Delightful. <laughs> uh, same, absolute same. Um... And uh, I actually met one of the creators at that very first Worldcon we went to, and I was like, I, you know how, you know, like so many other people, apparently, I was like, I was, I, I've heard so many good things, but I have not actually been able to watch the show, and now yeah. it's just like, yeah. So uh, we need to finish the good yeah. place. We were able to binge the first <gasps> couple seasons, and then you must because it was a keep up with at that point. It sort of fell yeah. off, and now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It is it is worthwhile to finish the whole show for the good place. It's it is a spectacular yeah. show. Yeah. Um yeah. I my closing tasks include Duolingo. Um okay. in addition to like cleaning up after the cats and making sure I have clothing and lunch prepared for the next day. Um mm-hmm. I did not mention earlier, I sort of half mentioned this. I cook my lunches ahead of time. I do like one big batch and stick it into individual Pyrexes. So packing lunch for the yep. next day is like protein bar, bag of nuts, lunch thingy, spoon, go. And then I can just grab the whole bag in the morning. Um, I do all of my salad prep one day so that I just have, <laughs> usually on Sunday, sometimes Monday, but I've got like four Pyrex containers with everything that isn't like the actual lettuce portion of the salad. Because mm-hmm. all of that stuff can sit separate. If I put the lettuce in, it's going to get all squishy. Yeah. And nasty. Um, So, yeah, when lunchtime rolls around, I just have to, you know, dump dump shredded lettuce, dump all of the vegetables, pour my, you know, I I hand mix a salad off of packets, a salad dressing off Uh of packets. Of course you do. Yeah, I mean, and I'll do eight at a time in a mason jar. So it's like, yeah, you know, sometimes you have to let it thaw. Um, yep. Olive oil solidifies in the fridge. Who knew? Um, yep. <laughs> but you know, you know, do the do the whole, you know, pour it out and then come back to my desk to for the inevitable first thing in the morning West Coast meeting at yep. noon, uh, my time. Yeah, um, and eat my lunch while that's happening, right? Yeah. Because often those are like, like tomorrow I think we've got a company all hands mm-hmm. or something like that. And it's just like, okay, I don't actually have to interact, and I can keep my camera off and shovel it in my face. Yep. And still yeah. pay attention. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's a good way of doing it. I it My brain has been way happier since I, I sort of standardized my lunch in that way. Yeah. Because decision paralysis is, is real, and, like, having to yeah. decide what you're eating when you're already hungry is rough. Yeah, and yeah, I I don't know about you. I tend to make bad choices when I do that. Yes. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. We have a whole uh, shelf of snacks that are like right next to our table, and if I am too hungry to function, I will grab those Mm -hmm. first. 
uh, I keep protein bar right here at my desk uh, just in case so that mm-hmm. I don't get to that point of hungry. Because if I yep. get to that point of hungry, I know I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be hangry. God, I, uh, you know, um, or annoyed. I'm not sure. Hanoi yes. doesn't sound right, but you know what I mean? <laughs> no. Yeah. No, um, no, no. Totally. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I want to have that there so that if my blood sugar is dropping, I can address it. And then I yeah. maybe won't make such bad choices like, you know, four pieces of sugar free chocolate uh, right. before dinner. Uh, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big fan of like, eat a pile of uh, protein, fat, and carbohydrates so you mm-hmm. have enough brain power to like actually make a meal. And that is a, I need to avoid the carbohydrates right. just in general. So, yeah. yeah. Or, you know, be smart about carbohydrates. All right. You need to be like extra intentional with when mm-hmm. and how. Yeah, yeah. Then I, I'm going to shake my tiny fist at the great potato empire out there that... Oh. <laughs> Uh, yes. That is real. Uh, all right. So um, what other closing tasks? You pack your lunch? You do, you do lingo? Pack my lunch, put out my clothes, do a lingo, um, clean up the cat food tray so it's clean for the morning, make sure that the sink is empty of dishes, mm-hmm. take my meds, yeah. and then... Um, I usually try to read before bed, which sometimes okay. is my spouse and I reading a lot to each other, and sometimes is just reading whatever I have on my Kobo right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I uh, think that's all my anything. closing tasks. Yeah. I mine is I try to get in. Um, I I try to play solitaire. Uh huh. And then and sometimes reading, sometimes not. Sometimes I'm at the point at that point in the day where reading is just too much Mm. or i know if i start reading it's just gonna it's gonna keep me awake yeah so yeah yeah depends on the book depends on the day Mm -hmm. Uh. yeah Uh uh-oh did i lose you you have frozen up yeah hang on (laughs) no i think that's on my end the wind just blew and everything got weird oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, okay. It's so cool. Yeah. All right, and then um, yeah, and then start over again in the morning. And weekends mm-hmm. are weekends. Weekends are chiller, but they're kind of similar. Like mm-hmm. no patience, but I'll still like make a right. list in the morning depending on the day. Yeah. Yeah, like we already have like Saturday because the dump is no longer open on Sunday. Saturday we have to at least take the garbage to the dump and you know, maybe that's the day we do a little you know, we do a drive around and catch Pokemon for an extra hour or something. <laughs> yeah. So, yep. Yeah. Cool. All right, now we're getting into the soft questions. Yes. <laughs> I, and I'm saying soft. You, you understand what I mean? Like these, the, the, the difference between a soft skill and a, a hard technical skill, right? That's why I call yep. the, the hard versus soft questions. Uh, it's not yeah, difficulty. Um, so what is the best advice you would give somebody or maybe and maybe the best advice you yourself have been given? So there's two pieces of advice. Both of them came from my mom. <laughs> 
Um, when I was a kid and really struggling with school, this is long before I was ever diagnosed with ADHD, um, she would tell me that a mm-hmm. good student can learn from a bad teacher. Um, okay. And I, it, I've sort of interpreted that different ways over the past couple decades. Um, but the current way I interpret it is that you can learn something from every situation, even if it's not an optimal situation. You can learn from any person, even if they aren't trying to work in your best interests. Right. Right. Um, and that that got me through some pretty <laughs> unpleasant times in middle school and high school. Mm-hmm. And it's been a useful way of looking at lots of non-optimal situations in my adult life. Right. Um, and then the other mom advice, she gave me a notebook when I left for college, mm-hmm. and she wrote on the first page this quote from Rabbi Hillel. Um, oh, yes. Which I tried to find. I did not find it successfully. I'm not going to remember it exactly, but it's this little thing i am not for myself who is um and if not now when yes one there's a third one just never remember i'm just Um, gonna put down i did not find that you i didn't find that she had written it in the notebook until after she had left (laughs) i didn't really get to talk to her about it (laughs) right 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 um, but that has uh, been also a useful lens for me throughout yeah. my adult life too. Yeah, yeah, that that one. And I mean, uh, you, whenever you find the quotes from first, whenever I see a quote from Rabbi Hillel, uh, the first thing I do is go and verify it, and then yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, because sometimes I mean, it's always wisdom. It's always good stuff, right? But Sometimes it's not Rabbi Hillel. It's maybe a contemporary or someone who was, you know, or it's just like, let's, here's a fancy quote, and it must be from this guy. Yeah. We all know yep. about that, right? So, yeah. Yeah. A lot of stuff gets attributed. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. The two bits of advice that I give my patients, like almost every mm-hmm. patient has heard me say this at some point, is your body didn't read the textbook. Um. <laughs> Nobody's body actually does yep. what the textbook is going to say it does. Yeah. We're all different. Each of us has a different experience of the world. Um, and the other one is don't try hard or try differently. Like if you're trying really mm-hmm. hard to do a thing and it's not working, try differently. Ask for help. Try to do it in a different way or don't try to do it at all. Do, do something else. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. All right. There are two questions left and then the charity. Yes. Are right, you ready? Charity. Yes. <laughs> are you ready for the sad question? Yes. I am ready. All right. The sad but diff- but easy question. How do you deal with failure or when you miss a goal? So part of how I deal with failure is by trying very hard to prevent it all of my spreadsheets and checklists. Right. But part of how I deal with it is also the, a good student can learn from a bad teacher thing. Like Mm -hmm. what went wrong? How can I fix it? 
is there anything that I could have done better? Is there anything somebody else could have done better? Um, Depending on the severity of the ball that was dropped, sometimes I'll feel really shitty about it for a while first. Right. And then I'll get to the place where I can deal with fixing it. (laughs) Um, One of the tools that helped me a lot with feeling less shitty about dropping balls is the idea of not (laughs) saying sorry, saying thank you instead. Right. Um, Because if like a patient says, hey, you didn't send that thing, I could go, oh, thank you for telling me. And then I do the thing. And like, I think it just feels better all around. Um, I mean, I do mm-hmm. apologize when I drop balls and like, it's an actual thing, but um, right. Right, right, right. for little things like, did you forget to send them a lab order? Like, mm-hmm. I try to let them be yep. small bumps in the road as opposed to tripping hazards. I'm going to write that one down. I like that one. <laughs> not tripping hazards which yes yeah having which with four cats around the house my life is tripping hazards so the fewer of those the better <laughs> yes. not cats tripping yep. hazards um, oh yeah yeah all right you said cats and my mm-hmm. my tripping hazard cat heard you and is coming over to say hi <laughs> ah. well i have i orange need. cat is on my desk Cammy is on my desk. Oh, good. And then, uh, Sergi is asleep up on the, the bookshelf. He, oh. I had to put a cat bed up there. Because if I put a cat bed up there, he wouldn't throw everything off to be able to sleep up there. Um, yeah. And so, yeah. Right. That's, that's, he's, we, we, I call that his tower of solitude. Because um, <laughs> the, the kittens can't get him up there. Oh, well, they're full-size cats now. And they right. have been known to go up there and push the cat bed off when he's not in it. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, there's some stuff going on there. Um, yeah. But right now I have my, I have my desk hand warmer given the chance she'll rest her, her she'll rest her chin on my hand and fall asleep, which is oh. okay when it's my right hand at, when I'm using the trackball, but something like this where it's my left hand and my keyboard is where my left hand. I, yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. That that gets that gets rough. Yeah, my whole home telehealth setup is designed so that if Noodles is climbing in and out of my lap repeatedly, it's not going to disrupt anything. Yeah, no. The problem is that uh, thinking of hangry, Sergey gets hangry, <laughs> and then everything you see behind me on this surface, you'll notice that my desk is surprisingly oh. clear back here, because otherwise it because ends Ser- up on the floor. Sergey's been <laughs> because yeah, because yeah. Sergey will come in and clean it off for me, um, particularly when yep. he feels it's time to eat. They're very helpful. Yes. <laughs> so thinking of fun things like cats, mm-hmm. the happy but difficult question often, um, how do you celebrate your successes if you celebrate your successes? So I have had varying degrees of success at celebrating success over the years. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I... It, it, in the before times, I might go out to dinner mm-hmm. for like a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there was that period of time where I was like buying myself a book every time I met X number of habits. Um, right, right, right. And then I spent maybe a year in the middle of the pandemic, not actually celebrating any of my successes in a meaningful way. Um, I do not recommend that. <laughs> yeah. <I laughs> even know, even if one. you're having 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even if you have like a little success, like, Hey, I met all of my goals for today. Like, cool. That's awesome. Spend Mm -hmm. a moment with that. Um, So mostly what I do is like take mindful moments to be like, Oh, Hey, I did the thing. Um, Right. And I will share it with friends. Um, I have uh, the only use of Slack that I have in my life is, is friend Slack, not work Slack. So it's a positive (laughs) place for me where it's negative for many other people um so i will share my victories with my friends and then they cover it with emoji that's always fun yeah i have um we'll call it uh i have friends discord and Uh slack is almost all businessy things so yeah 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 Yeah. makes sense and i avoid facebook like the plague unless i absolutely have to so yeah. yeah. A lot of my professional organizations are organized through Facebook, um, which is a real bummer. Like, I wish that it was e- easier to connect with naturopaths to do like clinical consults, not on Facebook. Mm-hmm. But that's sort of where they've defaulted. So that's, I have to keep my account for that for now. Yeah. I, for me, it's all the bands that I might support them on Patreon. And so they have their, like, there are some bands that are really good. There's this great band in multi. Are they in Moldova? I think no, that's Infected Rain, and they aren't doing it that way. Um, I should back their Patreon. Um, but I think, like in in one of those sort of Nordic-y small breakaway countries, um, who mm-hmm. are um, who are really good. They do it all on Patreon, and they have a Discord. But you know, all the regular updates. And then I've got like two that if you're not on Facebook daily you're going to miss things because that is where the private, you know, you join, you, you join the Patreon to get access to the Facebook group. And I'm like, ah, we do it some some other way, something please. Yeah. Patreon already has their own way of like spreading information. Use that. And, and they have built in discord integration. Oh, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, like we have not turned it on for Ursula's because our Discord is sort of like that's where we play D and that's where we have friends, and we're not gonna just sort of open the floodgates in that way. Um, also, yeah. uh, one of the reasons Ursula is happy to be a writer is that she doesn't have to interact with people. So, yes, nothing against yep. any of you out there who are fans. <laughs> just understand that you know. <laughs> yeah, no, there's a reason that people gravitate to specific professions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and don't sit on interviews for, you know, an hour uh, or two or three a week to right. talk about productivity. <laughs> um, yep. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Um, all right. Anything else before we go to the charity? Okay. So the people at home, you can't see this, but I can. You, you, you. Did the super Superman, <laughs> super girl pose and put on like I could literally see you switch context to I am thinking very hard with your your fist <laughs> on your hips and just at full attention. And that's yeah. OK. Got to do that power yep. pose to make the brain work sometimes. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm big about the, the physical gestures. Um, yes. No, I think we covered all of the productivity okay. things. We definitely covered everything on my little list. <laughs> <laughs> and and by the way, for those of you uh, 
at home who don't know what a power pose is, there was a TED Talk, and I'll see if I can look it up, that how you stand can impact your mood and your preparedness. Um, maybe it was a TEDx, I don't know. But, I mean... Yeah, it was it, definitely a TED Talk. Yeah. Um, and There's and some interesting the, research that supports that. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's It's like, you have to... Oftentimes, there is interesting research to support it. Sometimes you'll find interesting research that debunks it completely. Um, yep. That also so, exists. Yeah, I, I try to keep I try to keep track of which TED Talks turn out to be absolute, sorry folks, bullshit, and which ones are just like, oh, that <laughs> is actually a really cool thing. Um, yep. All right. So uh, let's talk about your charity. Do you have a charity to recommend? Um. Yes, actually, I have two. Um, they're both okay. local. Um, one is okay. the Equi Institute, which is a okay. it's a local group. Um, they were a clinic for a while. I think they still do some clinic work. Um, they do a lot of outreach to the the houseless population in Portland, um, okay. and they do a lot of work with queer and transgender people. Um, okay. And then the other one is the the People's Health Clinic of Portland. I'll have to ask them where their donation stuff is. Um, it is a teeny okay. little clinic that I volunteer with once a month. Um, People's Health Clinic of Portland does uh, a monthly outdoor clinic for houseless people. Well, really anybody who shows up um, with yeah, free yeah. natural health care. All right. Um. um. I like the, I like the term houseless people. Yeah. Um, it's it's not one. Yeah, that a lot of them really have homes. They're just I guess. houses. Right. Or you know, um, and a home is a much more, um, a, a much more flexible term than house. Right. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I am. I can say I am at home in my car, like I am at home in Raleigh. Um, uh, I am at home when I am in my house, right? I'm mm -hmm. not houseless, but you know, uh, or apartmentless, yeah. or whatever. But yeah, I get you. I get it. I get it. I get it. Yep. And then, if you're comfortable in sharing, where can we find you online? So I'm on many social medias, um, but I am not okay. very good at like actually interacting on them. That's fine. <laughs> I'm very busy with actual work, but you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. Um, okay. Literally look up what my screen name is. Um, I think cool. in both places I am Vera Alcorn ND, but let me double check. Yes. On Instagram, I am Vera.Alcorn.ND. Um, on Twitter, I am Vera Alcorn ND, no dots. Um, I do have a public facing Facebook account also, which I think is also Vera Alcorn ND. Um, <laughs> most of the things mirror <laughs> to each other. Yeah. Um, I am not able to offer any medical advice through social media, and I'm only licensed right. in Oregon, so I can only see patients in Oregon. But if folks are interested in working with me, uh, they can go to my clinic website, theamendaclinic.com, or amendaclinic.com, no Z. 
right? I have I have a bit of a wait list, <laughs> but no, there are a couple other doctors that fine. I practice. Yeah, but again, uh, this is mostly applicable if you're in Portland because you're mm -hmm. only licensed for Portland. And um, as we found out um, in helping Shepard, you know, finding mm -hmm. care here, um, where a person is licensed is like. Uh, as much as they have uh, a good therapist in Virginia, uh, that doesn't work because they now reside in North Carolina, right? Yeah, so. yeah, it's different for different professions, but it can be a real mm -hmm. pain in the butt to try to do the cross state lines thing. Um, yeah. I do have patients who are outside of Portland, but they're still Oregon residents. Right. Yeah, and Oregon's the, um, big, and the big part because it's a state certification. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Let me just, I am, before we wrap this interview up and we say our goodbyes, I'm actually doing my thing where I'm like, I have a tab, right? You're going to, you're going to see, <laughs> the, here's how yep. the sausage is made. I have a tab and I have my disc bound planner and I have my stack of notes right here that uh -huh. I have taken. I'm going to, first I put, I put the stack of notes and I've already written on the tab what episode number this is going to be. <laughs> so that when I, and then I'm just going to. Put the tab in place so it's visible around the other tabs, and there we go. If you, I can look at the spine and see where each episode nice. number is going to be. And yes, that's all awesome. Of these, yeah, all of these are some form of disc-bound planner, um, mostly using tool paper because I like tool paper. Um, mm. And uh, if I can, can I reach it? I didn't get it out for selfie, and I should have. Um, oh dear God. Yep, this cord is not long enough. Um, <laughs> You're attached by wire. Yes, I am. Um, here are the first four years of notes. Oh my God, the that's thicker notebook. than I thought it would be. <laughs> yeah, and then here is here is the start of the next notebook. Yeah, this is this is wow. a, a, the original. This is a two inch. Um, these are two inch discs, and that is that is like four years. Four years worth of productivity yeah. alchemy notes in that wow. one in that one book. Yeah. Yeah. That that actually reminds me. One thing I did not say about my notebook thing is that rather yeah. than storing all of my pages, as soon as I'm done mm -hmm. with a page, it gets recycled. Um, okay. Which is like because I have a medical record that shows that I did all of the things. I don't need to save mm -hmm. it in the mm -hmm. same way that you need to for your your archive, basically. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm always interested in that kind of difference and how, how systems work. <laughs> you know, it occurs to me that um, someday I'm looking, I'm looking at all this thickness and all of my, my scribbles and my different writing styles. And because um, uh, that, you know, someday I'm just going to will all of my papers and effects to like some university library like I'm an author who's actually, you know, like I, I like I'm a person who actually matters in the grand scheme of history and things. And they're going to look at it. And they're going to, what is all of this shit? Um, <laughs> Someone will but, be very uh, interested in it. Oh yeah. Somebody's going to lose their mind. Um, but I, holy crap, man. I just, I just, you can actually see where I went from like just simple little bullet notes in the early ones to, as it got bigger and longer and you know multiple pages and i'm just uh, uh it's it's kind of ridiculous now that i look at it yeah wow. 
Yeah. Um, I still have my first journal that I was trying to do this kind of work with. And it was like a similar, like really tiny scribbly bullet yeah. note thing. And I've worked out a very different system now. I mean, it's still basically the same, but now I'm tr not trying to fit it all onto like the front and back of a single sheet of paper. Yes. Like yeah. I think we did. I, I, I think um, it would be seven pages for what we've just talked about, but that's front and back across four pieces of paper. Holy cow. Well, I'm also not jamming it all. In, well, here, I'm not jamming right. it all into like little tiny lines. I'm spacing right. out, you know. So yeah, so it's more it's, legible it's with more space around it. And honestly, you never know, like, uh, oh, I'm looking at, uh, this isn't you specifically, but, uh, um, like, you never know what I might look at and go, oh, I'm going to need to link that, right? Mm -hmm. There's like, hey, I'm probably going to need to link somebody to what HIPAA means. Um, yeah, that's and, true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> and I saw a thing where, like, somebody was trying to pass off, and this was in a con discussion, we're going to have to have vaccines, right? And somebody was trying to say that vaccine cards are protected, are personal information protected by HIPAA, so we can't show that. But no, nope, they're not <laughs> because because they had misspelled it. The yeah, they're not. But also because they had misspelled it, probably to avoid a legal thing, someone had to put up a sign that was the difference between H I P P A and H I P A A. And oh. which one protects your information and which one means absolutely jack and shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the HIPAA law really only applies to medical offices and insurance companies, not right. to people who are carrying vaccine cards. Right. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I go through yeah. a whole personal information handling training for work every year yeah. to maintain our compliances. So there's also some distinctions about what is personally identifying information and what isn't. You know? Yeah. So. Yep. And uh, guess what? Um, your vaccine card doesn't necessarily count because it doesn't have anything other than a name on it. Oops. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <so. laughs> right on. Okay. So that's that's cool. that. Um, thank you so much. Yeah. Um, totally. Thank you. Yeah. This is fun. I like. Yeah. I like thinking yeah. about these things. <laughs> and and maybe we'll come back in a year and catch up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm sure my systems will have entirely changed when we talk again in the future. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then uh, for the people at home, we'll be right back after this. First thing I want to do, I want to thank Vera because it was a great conversation. Uh, like I said, I would love to have you back in another year or whatever, uh, whenever you're ready, and we'll uh, we'll keep keep doing 
uh, interviews. Like, let's do a catch up. So, yeah, hey, that was that was a lot of fun, um, and I hope everybody enjoyed it. Our word this week, in honor of Ursula's epic win, <laughs> is Lodestar. L O D E S T A R. I will be, um, you know, embedding that in the um, show notes, or not in the show notes, in the um, comments on the episode. In the episode file, I always put it in the comments. Right. So, uh, if you missed it, you can always go like copy paste from that. Uh, yeah. And you can go to productivityalchemy.com. You can enter the code and find out what these badges are all about. And why you want them and, and what they do. Yeah. And, and there's another thing you can do while you are there. Yes. And, but you shouldn't. But you shouldn't. Yes, the thing you could do is support us. Yes. Please don't, we're fine. We're good. Yes, all is well. We'll tell you if it changes. Oh, yeah. At yeah. the moment, however, there are other people mm -hmm. who could totally use the help. Who could use the help, Kevin? So, this week we have two. Uh, we're going to start with the uh, Equi Institute of Portland, Oregon. Uh, they do deal with uh, queer and transgender, uh, houseless people. Okay. Houseless, not homeless. Um, and provide, their, uh, provide all kinds of services. Our second is the People's Health Clinic of Portland, uh, People's Health Clinic, PDX, um, a free holistic health clinic in Portland. Um, and to just quote their page, serving those living at the crossroads of economic injustice and other systematic impression or oppressions. So I'm very happy to say, go send them money. I have uh, links. Of course, the first links in the show notes are, in fact, uh, both charities. These were both recommended by Vera. So... There you go. Uh, go support them. Help them out. They're doing important work. And that's it for this week. All righty. All right. We can, we can rest. We can uh, uh, go watch the Hawkeye finale. I'm yes. so excited. Uh, we can, you can go into the living room and bask in the glory that is the Ursula trophy cases now. <laughs> uh, th this makes me sound very egotistical. Look, we had to put them somewhere and it was just easier. <laughs> I mean, otherwise, I was waiting for Sergei to throw that really, really beautiful first Hugo, the one made out of out of the stained glass, the stained glass yes. um, on the floor, and it has been making it had been making me nervous since 2012. <laughs> so I was really glad. Like, what is it? Three years ago, we when we started to get cases to put them in. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. yeah. So I, I really did not want to have to to contact Deb and say, so the cat broke that Hugo you designed. Indeed, indeed. Um, so, yeah, that's that's that. Um, so we're going to go do our thing. Uh, for those of you who celebrate, um, happy holidays. For those of you who are not celebrating. Or who finished your celebrations already. Or who already. have finished your celebrations, um, have a good weekend off. Uh, I think we have a four-day weekend for work. So, uh, I'm done for the week. Oh, cool. Yeah. And so I'm going to go enjoy some time off and relax and not be productive because sometimes that is the most important thing. Who oh, am I kidding? I have 22 articles to write to open for opensource.com. <laughs> so, um, y'all, y'all go out there and, and do your best to take some time off. But if you can't, well, do your best to stay productive. 
And you're totally going to spend time with your chickens. Of course I'm going to spend time with my chickens. What am I? Like, made of stone? Yeah. Yeah.